Hey y'all, welcome back. This is episode two of Gigi Said. I am your host, Gigi Neal. And in this episode, we're going to talk about my spiritual journey and basically how it all began and where I am now in my journey. So I want to start off by talking about my relationship with God and how um, religion was for me growing up. So I did not grow up in a super religious family. We did not go to church every single Sunday. When I was a kid, I remember going to church. I want to say every now and again, like, I mean, we went to church, but we went more frequently when I was younger. And then as I got older, we just got to the point where we just stopped going. At one point in time, um, I was going to church with my grandma every Sunday, me, my grandma, and my sister. But for some reason, um, oh, and I also want to give a quick disclaimer. Anybody who is Christian or Baptist or whatever you decide to practice, just know that I'm not trying to influence anybody to do anything. I'm just simply speaking about my experience and what I've been through and what I'm going through now. Um, It is what it is, okay? No, you cannot convince me otherwise, just like I'm not trying to convince you to do anything. I'm just simply speaking on how this spiritual journey has been for me and what religion and everything means to me. Okay, get it, got it, good. So my relationship with God growing up, I can honestly say that my family, they instilled God in me. They always encouraged me to have a relationship with God. They encouraged me to pray. They encouraged me to go to God whenever, you know, times were hard and I needed things, you know. But it was never, church was never like a huge thing in my family. Um, I have family members who go to church all the time. And then I have a lot of other family members who don't go to church. So for me, growing up, I feel like I had the freedom to kind of choose what I wanted to do as far as my religion. Because it, you know, Christianity, it wasn't forced on me if that makes sense now when I was younger you know I didn't really have a choice my mom and I said we was going to church we was getting up and going to church whether I paid attention in church or not that's a whole nother story um that's one thing that I noticed when I was younger when I look back I feel like I didn't really have an interest in church like that like I used to feel bad because other kids and other people around me would be able to recite different scriptures and they knew so much about God. But then I also noticed that a lot of those same people were like trash ass people. <laughs> like they, the people that I know that can recite the Bible from front to back are some of the most, um, how can I put this nicely? They some of the most jacked up sinful people that I know for real doing fucked up shit to people um you have pastors out here molesting children like molesting people's kids how you leading an entire congregation and you out here doing something to people's children like I never understood that and that's one thing that my mom used to tell me 
like when I got older and I would talk to her about church and things like that and why we kind of stopped going to church after a while. Um, my mom would tell me she basically wasn't big into going to church like that because in her experience, there were a lot of phony people in the church. And she was like, if I go to church, I want to go because I want to maintain a relationship with God. I want to like, I just want to worship in peace. I don't want to feel judged. I don't want to feel like, you know, like always oh, a fashion show or whatever. Um, her impression was that a lot of people went to church for the wrong reasons. And I noticed that too, as I got older, that a lot of people were just going to church for the wrong reasons. Um, but my personal relationship with God, I feel like I really didn't have much of one. Um, I would pray, but I felt like a lot of my prayers fell on deaf ears. Maybe it's because I kept looking for like some sort of miracle to happen. I kept waiting on something to like fall out of the sky into my lap. I kept looking for this grand miracle. Then as I got older, I wanted to get closer with God because I felt like maybe my life wasn't going the way I wanted it to go because I didn't have a strong relationship with God. And I used to get upset that I had never experienced the Holy Ghost. I think I experienced something like that one time when I was in college and I wasn't even in church at the time. I was driving back home. I had went to visit um, my friend for the weekend. I was on my way back to school and one of my favorite gospel groups is Mary Mary. And one of my favorite songs from them is Yesterday. And I was listening to that on the way back. And I don't know what happened. I think during that time, I was making the decision on whether I should take a break from school or whether I should keep going. But I was really overwhelming myself. I was working two jobs, taking six classes. I was doing a lot at that time. So I had made the decision to take a break from school for a little while and you know, just kind of regroup and figure out where I wanted to go from there. Um, I actually had already kind of made the decision that I was going to go back to school. I just didn't want to go back to the school that I was going to. So anyway, on my ride home, I don't know. It was just like this overwhelming feeling. I can't even describe the type of feeling it was, but I started crying. It was really hard for me to stop. And I don't know. I told my roommate about it. She was like, oh, you caught the Holy Ghost. I'm like, oh, girl. Okay. Whatever. So that was that and also when I was in college I started just doing research like one thing about it is that college you do get exposed to so many different things and different people from different backgrounds not only did I meet people from different religions I got to meet people from different countries I got to be roommates with people from different countries and things like that and it was extremely interesting even though a lot of them, even the ones that were from different countries, like different parts of Africa, um, they were all, only one of them was a different religion. The rest of them were still Christian. But um, for me, I just felt like maybe Christianity is just not for me because I just didn't feel a connection. I didn't feel a connection. And I'm like, I don't think having a relationship with God should be this hard. And I don't feel like it should feel forced because at one point in time, it was feeling real forced. Like I was forcing myself to go to church. People would ask me questions about God, ask me questions about the Bible. And I wouldn't even know what to say because I, I'm just like, it's, I'm not interested. I'm just not interested. And so I started doing research 
on like the nation of Islam and Muslims and things like that. And those seem cool, but it wasn't exactly, I didn't feel too moved um, by that religion either. But there are some of their, um, I, what can I say? Like their, I don't know, like their mantras or some of their like ways of thinking, um, kind of resonated with me, which is why I started doing more research on it. And also I watched, you know, the Michael Max movie for the first time when I was in college. And that really, it motivated me to step outside of myself and start doing research on other things and realize that there are a lot of things that we were conditioned and programmed to believe and to think. And I don't want to get too deep into that, but a lot of the reason why I stepped away from the church or stepped away from Christianity is because I feel like a lot of it is just um, predictive programming. And it's, it just didn't, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like shit to me. Like, just being honest. And then I'm looking at some of the people that's supposed to be like leaders in this and like these people are supposed to be people we can look up to people to help guide us the you know whatever and I would like watch a lot of these people I would watch their sermons I would um read some of their books and all that and I just still didn't feel a connection and then doing further research on some of these people I'm like some of these people participating in shit that I don't even participate in and I'm a quote-unquote quote-unquote heathen in their eyes so I don't know it was just weird to me. And then a couple years ago, I came across African spirituality. African spirituality inst- almost instantly um, made me feel at home. Um, being like, I'm, I don't even uh, identify. There are different religions within African spirituality also, but I don't identify with either of those. I feel like I take from pieces of everything, like the Ifa or Ifi religion, um, the Yoruba religion, um, hoodoo, voodoo, all of that stuff. I feel like I just take pieces from those and just kind of make it my own. And I'm trying to create like my own little practices and things like that. And things that I do that feels right to me. Um, It's been an incredible journey. I have been, I have gained so much confidence by doing research. And, and a lot of it, a lot of people try to, a lot of people try to act like this is evil, it's demonic. But to be honest, I hate to say this, but I know more demonized Christians than I do people who are, who practice African spirituality, just being all the way honest, just be all the way honest. People talk shit about people who do, um, voodoo and hoodoo and things like that, but they'll go sit up in church with the pastor who's a known child molester and rapist and they'll follow him. They'll give them all, they'll go broke giving the church all their monies now in the spiritual like world or whatever there are people that will try to scam you and get money out of you and things like that but that's where your intuition comes into play if you don't feel like this person is genuine if you feel like they're trying to play you don't give them your money don't even give them your time it's just that simple but 
some people i feel like they're so lost in the sauce they're just blindly following a leader because that's what they were told to do that's what they were conditioned to do and they feel like if they break away from that they will be um i don't know probably ostracized from their families um i thought about how my family would feel knowing that I'm no longer practicing Christianity, but I've gotten to the point in my life, like I told y'all, I'm 27. I don't have time to be worried about what other people got to say, not even my family. I don't have time to be worried about whether they accept it or not. If I'm not hurting myself, if I'm not hurting anybody else, I'm not hurting my child. Why would it matter so much to you that I'm deciding to do this for me? I've never felt more connected to anything that I do, African spirituality, because this is literally a practice that was created to keep us in touch with our ancestors, to keep us in touch with our roots, okay? They want us to stay in touch with our people. And I ain't trying to put no bug in nobody's ear, but I low-key think Christianity was created to keep us away from our people which is why when they came over here during the slave trade they weren't allowed to practice whatever religions they were practicing before they got here but that's another story for another day sis all right so that was a lot within the first 13 minutes of this episode that was a lot but um, i'm gonna take a quick break and then i'm gonna come back and talk to y'all some more about my spiritual journey with African spirituality. Welcome back. So now I want to talk about how I became more intuitive and discovering that I am an empath um, due to my spiritual journey. So for those of you all who don't know what an empath is, an empath is just basically an empathetic person. You are, the best way I can describe it is being, I guess, more uh, sensitive to other people's energies and vibes and situations than the average person. You do not have to practice African spirituality or Christianity or anything to be an empath. Like this is something that's really natural. It's just, you know, you have people like myself, for instance, say if even if you're on the phone with somebody, you're on the phone with your friend and they are telling you about problems that they're having, or even if it's not nothing bad, if they're like expressing, oh, I just got a promotion on my job, you know, I'm getting ready to graduate from school, this and that, and you genuinely feel what it is that they are feeling. Like if that person is super happy and excited and all of a sudden you get a burst of energy, you're excited, you amped up for them. I'm not... I hope I'm explaining it right. But to me, that's what being an empath is. Like, you feel things way deeper than the average person. If somebody is in pain, sometimes you can literally feel the pain in your body. Like, if somebody broke their arm in front of you, you can literally feel the pain in your arm. And they're the ones with the broken bone. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, how I 
became more intuitive through my spiritual journey because a lot of spirituality is basically it's you it's your intuition everybody has an intuition and to tap into it is basically learning how to listen to yourself and I even took a class with um with a, a friend of mine her name is Kay Kay Detella. Um, she did a online Zoom class where she talks about intuition and spirituality. And we talked about how can you tell the difference between your emotions and intuition. And I'm not going to give away all the good the good tea or whatever because you got to pay for that. She's going to do more classes in the future. But the biggest thing that I took away from it is that when you... When your intuition is telling you something, there are absolutely no emotions involved. Like if you meet somebody and you're getting like a real strange vibe from them, something seems a little off, something seems like, mm, I can't really put my finger on it, but something ain't right about them. That is your intuition speaking to you. You have no emotional ties or nothing like that to this person. Or even if you do have emotional ties to this person. Nothing that your intuition tells you will come from your emotions. You won't think about how you feel about that person. You won't think about how you feel about that situation. You're going to think about what your gut is telling you at that particular time. See what I'm saying? So, yeah, I feel like I'm not as well versed on that, which is why I can't speak on it as much as I would like to. But as soon as I get it together, sis, I will let y'all know what it is so um moving right along shadow work how important is shadow work and how it leads to a higher vibration oh shadow work is basically where you face your own demons and you fight them head on by fighting them is basically like you addressing past traumas and things that you've been through and you're addressing why you do the things that you do like there's a reason for everything if you are I used to be an extremely defensive person like especially when it came to men and like strangers like people that I didn't know I'm still kind of like that a little bit but I'm not I'm more friendly now okay I'm more friendly I'm more approachable but back in the day especially when I was in high school I had it really bad for being extremely defensive and it took a lot for me to give somebody a chance to even be my friend. It took a whole lot. Um, I realized that there were things that happened in my childhood that caused me to be so defensive, especially when it came to men. There were experiences that I went through, experiences that I've seen women that were close to me go through. Um, I have, me personally, just with dating I've dealt with men who are very nitpicky. Like, they would literally pick me apart. And, like, any little thing they would say, it was like they would talk about my nose, you know, because I don't have, like, the small, like, you know, little petite little nose, whatever. You know, I got, like, a little miniature bell pepper sitting on my face, and I don't give a damn, you know? And that caused me to be insecure about my nose because I kept hearing about it for years and years and years. And when I got to college, um... I had decided that when I made enough money, I was going to get a nose job. Thank God I don't think that no more because I don't need nobody fucking up my face. But yeah, and that that's how things like that start. When somebody is constantly, constantly being nitpicked at, 
it does have an effect on you, whether you want to believe it or not. I know a lot of people think... Um, or a lot of people like to portray themselves as being somebody who don't give a damn girl where do you get that from clearly you acting like you don't give a damn about nothing that is a defense mechanism against something maybe you felt like you cared too much in the past and now it's like well since I cared too much and that slapped me in the face I'm just not gonna care at all see what I'm saying everything everything is connected somehow some way so doing your shadow work learning it's really about learning yourself, like really confronting those things, things that you might have been sweeping under the rug for years. You have to look at those things, and be like, why do I do this when I get upset? Why, you know, because when I used to get defensive, it would be like I would cuss you out and then ask questions later. I would get upset about something like I would just let any little thing piss me off and when I sit back and think about it now, I'm like, why did I let such, like, minute things bother? Like, why did I let that shit bother me so much? Why? The more time you spend angry, that's energy that you could be spending doing something else, something productive, something that's going to benefit you later on. Or you could just be chill and shut the fuck up. You know, either one, it's your choice, sis, it's your choice. Um, and how does doing shadow work lead to a higher vibration? For me, it leads to a higher vibration by me confronting things that have happened to me, things that I have been holding on to since I was a kid. It has allowed me to look at myself and be like, you know what? You are way better than anybody can say that you are these people do not know you the way that you know you you know what I'm saying you have to look in the mirror every day and and I tell I told my cousin this one time the way I started building my confidence again was I literally looked in the mirror at myself and I've had conversations with myself where I pointed out everything about myself that I deemed as a flaw and the things that I could change about myself, like my attitude, my mouth, you know what I'm saying? My perspective on certain things. Those are things that I'm actively working on changing. Um, it also, with me doing research and things, learning how to, you know, manifest and meditate and all that good shit. It's also taught me to be grateful in times where you might be stressed out. You might, you might be going through it. And kind of like what I'm going through right now. I ain't going to go into a whole lot of details, but life is kind of unfortunate for me right now. And instead of letting that bother me like I would in the past, I'm learning to be grateful for the things that I do have. Be grateful for the fact that I even woke up this damn morning. Be grateful for the fact that I'm able to sit here and record this podcast and to talk to y'all and to just start a new venture and do something that I feel like is is really not just benefit me in terms of getting myself out there or possibly making money from it but this is going to help me kind of deal with some shit that I have been avoiding dealing with for a long time because I'm able to talk about it. This is like kind of therapeutic for me. Just getting on here, you know, having my little outline, you know, going through points and then just rambling and talking and hoping that somebody cares enough to actually listen. So how can you get 
a higher vibration from doing shadow work, you ask? And I'm going to ask this question like 50 times before I move on to the next point because I feel like I still ain't answered this damn question. I don't know. Shadow work is just so important. It's so important. And having a higher vibration. You can tell when you have a higher vibration when, let's just say you're in a situation where, because like I work in customer service, right? So day in and day out, you know, you're going to deal with customers that get on your nerves. You're going to have those that, you know, try to complain about everything. And you're going to have people that are going to be really nice. Whenever I'm in a, like now when I'm in a situation where somebody is like doing something to kind of irritate me or they're complaining a lot or they're like fighting issues with any little thing, instead of me, you know, letting that attitude rub off on me and causing me to give that attitude to the next customer after them, as soon as they leave, I'm like, as soon as this transaction is over with, they're gone and so is their energy. I don't have to hold on to that shit. I don't know this person and they don't know me from a can of tuna fish. Why am I holding on to the attitude that they just gave me? I don't need to do it. And why would I pass that energy and attitude on to the next person? They didn't do nothing to me. So why am I giving them attitude? They didn't do nothing to me. So when I start looking at it like that, that definitely, I already give great customer services. You feel me? I give amazing customer service, but I start giving even better customer service when I start looking at things in that way. I don't need to pass on that negative energy to anybody else. And as a matter of fact, I ain't even finna let this shit linger in me for too long. I'm going to start being grateful. Like, you know what? As soon as they leave, I'm going to woo-saw, take a spell, you know, if I can listen to a little light music or something or or just do something that's gonna kind of uplift me really quick that's what i'm gonna do even if you got to take a step back breathe count to 10 do whatever you know that is gonna help you with raising your vibration i feel like um somebody that i found on youtube her name is her name is dominique davis but her YouTube channel is called Brown and Bendy. And if you are into um, Law of Attraction, she does a lot of videos on Law of Attraction. That's basically what her entire channel is based around. She goes into great detail and her videos are so great in helping you not only learn how to manifest, manifest the things that you want, but learning how to carry on that same high vibration even when you're going through tough times because life is going to come at you whether you want it to or not you're going to have you know random shit that happens unexpectedly all the time but don't let your circumstances stop you from feeling good about yourself or or have you looking at yourself like you're not good enough you know what i'm saying and that's what I used to do back in the day. Like, I would be happy, and then as soon as the first inconvenience happened, it's like, fuck everything, I'm upset, I don't care. This is, oh my God, I wanted this job so bad. They didn't pick me for this job. I thought I did great in my interview. They gave me all these compliments. I'm, you know, saying what I need to say. I was so professional. They didn't pick me for this job. Fuck it, I don't even want to work in this field no more. Girl, that's how dramatic I am. <laughs> but I'm learning 
that maybe I didn't get picked for the job because that job was not meant for me. It's just simply what it is. It wasn't meant for me to be a part of that team, you know. And the more I'm learning about myself, I'm also learning that I ain't really meant to work a nine to five the rest of my life. I have nothing wrong with it. I'm working a nine to five now. I have nothing against anybody who wants to work a nine to five for the rest of their life. You do your thing, sis. Get your benefits. Get your money, okay? You get that 401k going. You do what you got to do. You be smart about it. You take care of you and yours. Pay your bills, okay? And enjoy your life. I would never knock nobody for how they get their money. Do your thing, okay? Now it is time for our poetry selection of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. This poem is called, They Speak to Me. They've been speaking to me even when I couldn't hear. Always telling me there was nothing to fear. I get goosebumps when I think about the presence around me. The love and abundance that fills my spirit. I was a little scared to try and dive deeper into my roots. Scared to find out that I was wrong about this whole thing all along. Yet every time I meditate, my aura gets brighter. I feel safe here. I feel at peace here. They love me here. They're always reminding me of the gems they placed inside of me and how I shouldn't be afraid to let the world see the gifts that I've been blessed with. Every time I feel drained by the pain this world has caused, I get this picture in my mind of this angel-like being who speaks firmly to me like my boss. She says, Never forget who you are and the treasures you bring to the world. Your presence is felt anywhere you go without you having to say a word. My child... You are phenomenal. Don't you ever forget it. They would come to me in the most obvious but subtle ways. And I can't help but to love them on and on and on throughout all my days. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. At Gigi underscore Neil, Snapchat Gigi underscore Neil. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I do vlogs over there. Um, and yeah, like I said, y'all can follow me on Twitter, but I ain't active over there no more. So I love you all. Thank you so much for the support. I love you. I wish nothing but love, protection, and abundance over your life. And I will see y'all in the next one. Peace.